wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Welcome to A Quirky Journey and a brand new year. Hey, Fufu. Joe, Joe, how's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, Joe, you know, I'm uh, great and terrible at the same time. But I'm just going to focus on the great side of things because, okay. yeah, like why talk about terrible stuff when terrible stuff is happening all over? It's just everywhere yeah. you look. We have so, to talk about it a little bit, but we don't want to completely focus on it. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. But, um, yeah it's, but let's have a catch up. <laughs> you doing all right? Yeah. Yep. So, um We've had a big break over Christmas, and did you have a nice, quiet break? I hope you did. Yeah, I had a bit of a mix. You know, it's, it's been such a big year last year. I um, spent some time with the family and some time camping on my own, um, you know, to reconnect with nature and to calm myself down and align myself for the new year. So that's been good. It's been good to sort of take that time off and just yeah. focus on um, you know, bringing in good things for the new year because it's been such a difficult year for mostly everyone that I know. I think everyone I talk to says that. Yeah. Funny. It's definitely mm. the worst year on record. From yeah. The, yeah. We so, had a- in my life. A bit of a rocky start to the year here in Australia, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm. But one thing I was just thinking when you said escaping to nature, um, I was talking to my daughter about this this morning, that the older I get, the more I want to escape to nature. Isn't it funny? It's kind of like when you're younger, you want the noise and the excitement and the bustle. Yes. And as you get older, it's like, I just want some stillness and yeah. peace and quiet. Yeah. Running water, maybe a little yeah. bit of greenery and trees and an open sky. <laughs> yep, exactly what I was thinking this morning. I was looking at the sky while I was driving, thinking, I just want to go and lay on the grass somewhere and look at the sky for an hour. Uh, <laughs> Can I please good. do that? <laughs> I will, yeah. but not right now because I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> that would be interesting. Next time you go there, call me up and record a podcast. Okay, off the grass okay. And be like a grassy podcast. And yes, like, clouds, birds. Yeah, I, have, I, have, I have been recording a lot more videos of my everyday life and putting them in my stories because, oh. you know, um, sometimes you get that fear of I'm sharing too much and this is boring and all that. But then sometimes it's actually really nice to um, share a little bit of your life and where you are. And I love showing people the beautiful place I live. And the other night I was sitting on my doorstep at night looking out at the dark and just listening to the frogs and the cicadas and the crickets. And I went, you know what, I've got to record this for people because people in the city don't hear this. So I recorded it and put it on my stories and people were like, wow. Even something like that, people, you know, we take for granted and just the frogs were crazy the other night. It was beautiful because it's wet season here. We're very There's blessed. tracks on Spotify where you can just go and play nature sounds. Yeah. Like we've gone recorded the ocean or a tropical forest or something. That's right. Like- and you can go to sleep with that. Luckily, yeah. I get to go to sleep with that for real. Yes. So, yeah. And the annoying voice of your children. Those well, two. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't. They don't bother me too much now. They're older. No, they're older. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just staring at computers. Rarely. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully, they're asleep when I'm going to sleep. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't always know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we have. You know, I've got a friend who lives down near where all the bushfires are, and she posted a really beautiful post this morning on Instagram um, talking about appreciating those little things um, because I think at times like this, um, for those of you listening who maybe are overseas and don't know what we're talking about, with well, you probably do because it's all over the news overseas as well, um, we have such a crisis here in Australia at the moment with the bushfires um, in, in parts of Australia really, you know, just... It's so overwhelming. We've, we've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Never. And um, it's it's really hard to know, you know, how to how to share your everyday life on, you know, with your friends and that without being depressing because there's so much yeah. stressing everyone well, out. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, it's, it's a very tricky thing yeah. <laughs> because everything that you see has like a flip side to it. So like yes. I saw this beautiful post of this uh, forest after the fire. Like, this is a very well-known fact about Australian bush is that if the trees actually burn, it, it uh, promotes new growth. Yes. And people are posting these incredibly beautiful photos of mm. all these trees like budding with new growth. And yeah. I was like, man, this is amazing. How resilient is nature? And I was just, I felt so uh, open. Yeah. And then someone wrote a comment and said, uh, it's a very well-known fact that um, the branches that grow from bushfires uh, will grow um, horizontally and not vertically or something like that. And that makes them more prone to falling on people. And it's not... <laughs> I'm like, oh no, and and like, and not all kinds of trees in Australian bush are resilient to fire, and this is going to be like, I'm like, oh, so God. let's focus uh, on the negative. Yeah, and and then you know, I saw this. Uh, it started raining. I'm like, oh my God, it's raining! Thank yes. God, like, oh, the bush fires. And then uh, you know, five minutes later, a post on Facebook: the rains that are falling are going to cause catastrophic pollution into the rivers and kill all the fish. And I'm like, oh my God, you know so. I, I was just like, I'm, I've just had enough of bad news, man. Like, yeah. I'm just going to take the good news and the bad news. I, there's, there's not you much I can only, do about it, man. Exactly. And, and there's <laughs> only so much that you can handle hearing. And then you just go, okay, coping mechanism means I have to switch this off. Yeah, especially after I've had to vacate my house six times during the bushfire oh, season. So it's just been, you know... Yeah, I came to the point of saturation. I know a lot yeah. of people are like that, where they're yeah. like, "Oh, here we go, leaving our homes again." All right, what are you guys doing tonight? You know that kind of thing. You know, yeah. it's just it, in the beginning, it was so difficult and traumatic, and then eventually, like, it becomes a norm. Yeah, kind of find coping mechanisms. Yeah, but you I have think, to you have to stop um, feeling it as much, I guess. Yeah, really, like it's an intelligent coping mechanism because mm. you gotta stay positive in life, and you gotta yeah. do what you can to move forward in a healthy way. It's like yeah. well, not to disregard the fact that no. thing, but man, like you know, life needs to go on, and we need mm. to learn from our mistakes, and we need to do better in terms of all the things that have gone wrong. I'm sure that like the the whole world is waking up to how much better we need to handle nature and to deal yeah. with it. 
But, um, and this is a lesson that's going to take us a long time to learn from and we'll continue to learn from it for a long time. And yeah. we put things into action. Mm-hmm. And, but also, it's just good to take a bit of a sigh of relief when things have calmed down as they have now. Because it's yeah. just and to like next to my house, 200 meter high fires blazing oh, through the bush. You know? That and is so scary. It's incredible. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. So it's okay to sort of switch off the bad news for a little bit and just to put some positive stuff out, like nice yeah. videos and nice photos of, of the parts of the world that aren't on fire to remind ourselves yeah. of this place. There is good in the world. There's still yeah. good in the world. Still, still there. <laughs> My friend posted because she had, had to um, evacuate a few times and she's pregnant and due any day. Oh. And um, she said, she, she posted a photo of some Queen Anne's lace in her garden and that it's still growing despite all the things that are going on, despite being covered in ash, despite being cooked on really hot days. Nature's truly amazing. And but do you know that, that when ash comes in contact with that plant and the bees come for that plant, it's toxic for the bees? Oh, really? See? No, yeah. I'm just making that up now. <laughs> oh, well, right. stop it. Wait. I'm trying to try <laughs> Hope and joy. Sorry. <laughs> it's just a negativity bias. I'm accustomed <laughs> to it now. Well, you know, um, I just, like she said, sometimes you have to distract yourself from all the really difficult things and find some joy in the small things. And it reminds me of something I started last January and got slack with, as we do with most things we start in January, (laughs) Um, which was um, finding beauty in everyday things. And I do still do this, but I don't always record it, I guess. It's kind of like a gratitude journal, but a photographic one where I was taking a photo every day, finding something beautiful to take a photo of, like in nature, um, my children, don't say anything for us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, India is beautiful. The rest of them, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, just trying to find something to be grateful for and, and something that I could really appreciate the beauty in wherever I was, whatever the situation, no matter how down I may feel about everything else on that yes. day, yeah. try to find something beautiful to be thankful for and to teach my children the same. Um, and, you know, I think. It, that doesn't mean you've got your head stuck in the sand and you don't know what's going on around you, but try to balance out the, yeah, the stress. I, it's something I used to do like with my body because, you know, I used to have a lot of pain mm. and I used to focus a lot on the pain in my body. And uh, when I did that, I felt really negative and down. Yeah. And then I started focusing on the parts of my body that actually were working well, yes. you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and not just all oh, my shoulders in pain and my hips feel tight and that kind of stuff because mm. it's very it's very easy for us to sort of focus on the painful things and it's normal because there is stuff that's calling for attention. Yes, and that's that what the pain signal is basically saying: do something about me. Yes, but if you're doing it as much as you can and you put things into motion, you need to take some time off and focus on the other stuff that nourishes your soul to give you energy to be able to cope with life's difficulties, right? That's so true. Feed yourself, um, feed your soul so that you can help others in this time and not drag other people down, I guess, because we're all 
well, most most people are struggling at the moment with all that's going on, yes. and I guess we all have to do what we can to help each other along. I uh, I say like, and I'm sorry because I know you know we have a lot of followers on the Facebook page and Instagram, but I say take a social media break <laughs> during yeah. this period of time uh, for people who are bombarded in their feed with all the, the negative stuff. If your feed is anything like mine, it's all about like the doom and gloom at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I had to actually get off social media temporarily until I've found that balance for myself. Like and that's, just, that's um, what do you call it? survival mode, you know? You sometimes have to do that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I was listening to a podcast, um, actually at IGD, TV video that Marcus Pierce did the other day and I'll link to it below because um, it was really good and I felt it was quite balanced because he was talking about how in our society we are so bombarded by tabloid news and how like every time we open our phone or computer we're seeing photos and videos and getting bombarded and it becomes a bit of an addiction to read every bit of news and to constant like you know, to open your phone the minute you wake up and click to the news bit and just see what's happening and click on all that. And then it becomes this, like you get dragged into this vortex of constantly checking, constantly checking. And he mentioned the amount of hours that people spend reading news stories. And the average is like 20,000 hours a year or something ridiculous like that. Yes. When you, yeah. And he said, um, like he, he breaks it all down. And when you when you think about how much you see news a day, if you're the type of person that scroll through news, watch it on TV, listen on the radio, whatever, the amount of hours per day is crazy. And that's a very modern thing. Like we've always had bad things happening in the world, but we haven't always known about every single bad thing in every single country of the world. And yeah, like the things that we can't like a headline about some kind of I don't know, robbery in Brazil. Yes. I'm thinking Brazil, why is this in my feed? Like, you know, yeah. I don't need to know about And this. I'm sad for these people. Yeah. But there's nothing I can actually do about it. And it's raising my cortisol levels, stressing me out. But there's nothing I can do to get rid of that stress. And he yeah, talks, I feel bad now that I mentioned that I don't care about Brazil, Joe. You do, you do being, care about it. Yeah, but but I, just, I, don't, I don't care about being bombarded by yes, it. The overload is oh. what you need to, yeah. And they yeah. say it actually in the end it like in if we do that too much constantly reading news it does desensitize us and we get that sympathy fatigue that they talk about where you just stop caring um and it's not yeah it's not healthy so but what marcus talks about in this video is being mindful like of course you want to stay up on what's happening but being mindful of how you consume news and how much time you spend on it and when you wake up in the morning don't let it be the first thing you look at unless you're in the middle of a crisis in your area that you need to keep on top of like obviously if you're in the fire zone yeah. you have to check if there's a fire that's different about like you know fires new south wales so they have that fires near me app yeah. and it just alerts you when something's right. happening you don't have to go look at but it but you don't have to be constantly on no it can tell yeah. you Right. And so that's that's the thing. Like, there's so much you can do in terms of lowering the amount of uh, obsession. Uh, you know, we're going like, what about this? What about this? What about this? 
it's easy to do. But I think, you know, we've, we've come, at least for me, I, I do have this need to sort of fill my available time with some kind of knowledge consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Like, I need to, I was like, I, I just scroll mindlessly in, on social media uh, or read news and stuff, um, especially during the stressful times. Because, like, it switches your mind up. Yeah, like um, you know, I I was I went back home to my dad's funeral, mm. and uh, while I was there, the Lebanese revolution started against the government, yeah. and I was stuck there, and it, you know, for weeks until I managed to come back, and then when I came back within a couple of days, we evacuated, and we continued to evacuate for weeks since. Mm. Um, and it just became like my habit to check what's happening in Lebanon. As I'm, is my mom safe? Are my brothers safe? And, yeah. and then, oh, what about this headline? And this, this headline? And all of a sudden, I found myself like, which is very unlikely because mm. I sort of made the decision when I came to Australia, I'm not going to w- read news anymore because mm. it's just, I grew up in this very kind of political landscape and it was all news, news, news. And yeah, and when I would go back to Lebanon, I would see people watching the news, and I swear it looks like they're watching like a soap opera. The, wow. You know, it's it's the same thing. It's like those really long shows that go on for decades, mm-hmm. uh, like Dynasty, whatever it's called. It's so you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's that's the that's the news. Yeah. You know, it's always like some kind of new character that comes in and throws this kind of in the works, and this person says that, and then there are and some kind of old revenge system. Happens. You know, it's crazy. Mm. Um, I hated that because it's just had sort of consumed so much of my early life. And now I'm just going, all right, look, no, no. It's fine to sort of want to read and fill my time with a few things. Um, making sure, of course, I take time for peace and quiet to do yes. nothing. And that's yeah. really important. But I've really, like, I've hit podcasts and Audible more than anything now. Yeah, same. And yeah, this is really where I, I, I'm, I'm getting books that help me be a better person and, yep. and, and you know are positive they increase my knowledge about a topic I'm interested in I spend time playing music learning about things that feed my soul and I just can't do any any more than that and try to be like a happy positive person I think um can I just ask you if that whistle is in your background or it's gone now I know sorry there's a bit of a whistle <laughs> is it what what key is it and I can harmonize <laughs> Well done, well done. It's Did gone have, now. Oh, okay. Oh, it's up and on. Hopefully the editor can get rid of it. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, but, yeah, what you're saying is actually exactly what Marcus talks about in the video where he says choose your own media. When you're consuming news through popular media like Facebook and Twitter and phone and TV, you're being fed an agenda, you're being fed constant advertising as well as the news. But if you're choosing... Um, say podcasts and um, audible books. You're actually expanding your mind, cha- being challenged, thinking about your world and your life. Um, and that's and obviously you still need to keep up on current events, but don't let that. Do um, you though? Do you? I, I do. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I mean, oh, sorry. Things. Do you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean the really. The major stuff that we that we need to know. I find like people tell me stuff most That's stuff. True. That I <laughs> me know. too. My mum. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. says, 
says, did you see this? And I'm like, oh, no. And she's like, well, you need to know about this. And I'm like, thanks, man. Yeah, you told me. You just told me. I'm just going to grab a kombucha from the fridge, Joe. You keep talking okay. about something. Okay. <laughs> Can I have one? What flavors have you got? Uh, well, I've got ginger. Just ginger That's and lemon. That's my favorite. That's my yes. favorite. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, what was I saying? You're talking um, about your mom. Your mom being oh, your main I, medium. I have to say, when we were kids, we didn't have a TV, so we didn't yeah. have the news constantly going. And my dad stopped getting the paper delivered because he was feeling this stress of the constant barrage of news, bad news. Um, so on a, on a newspaper. Yeah, just the newspaper. So he stopped reading the newspaper because he said every morning, you know, because you get into the habit of as soon as the newspaper arrives, you open it to see what's happening in the day and your morning begins that way. Yeah. And so you're setting the tone for your day, whereas your tone should be set for the day in a much more meditative, quiet, peaceful way. <laughs> um, so he just stopped getting the newspaper and rarely listened to the radio because he didn't like us as young children to be hearing that constant bad news, bad news, bad news. So I'd go to someone else's house and they'd have like the news channel going all the time. And I remember feeling really horrified by it because I wasn't used to it. I wasn't desensitized, I guess. Yeah, you're like, what? Well, this is happening? Yeah, it really affected me. Um, And I find that with my son Simeon rang me the other day. He's 20 and he's... Uh, he sort of has gotten into, in the last week or two, he got into that cycle of constantly checking the news because of all that's going on. And he's a, he's a kid that's sensitive, very sensitive and easily anxious. And yeah. so it was starting to affect him. And he rang me all upset and he's going, Mom, this and this and this. And I said, Sim, you've got to pull back from the news and not be constantly on there. Yeah. And I know your friends from overseas mean well, but when they're constantly messaging you, freaking out because of what they've seen on the media, that's probably not helping. Um, so okay. it's, it's yeah, it's it's such a it's such a balancing act, isn't it? It and is. I, don't, uh, I, don't I think there's also there's something kind of like um, somehow I sometimes feel guilty for not feeling like I want to know about all the miserable stuff that's happening. Yeah. And I think that's uh, what pulls us back in to watch it again because we I want don't know to what help. To do about that. Yeah. We want to help. We want to, but, and living way up here, I, I feel quite helpless at times as I think, well, I just want to go cook for people that need meals and I just want to do something. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do. You do do that, though. Well, um, as I mentioned on Facebook the other day, um, we had a big discussion about this and, um, here's a few of the things that I decided that I can do. I can donate, which, you know, a lot of us can donate something, even if it doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, we're not Celeste Barber and we can't scrape up millions and billions of dollars like she can, but <laughs> we can well, donate. She, she raised it. You know, like, it's not like... Yeah, that's right. I know, but yeah, some people yeah. can do that and make a gigantic financial donation where those of us, we can add to that. You know, we yes. can put yeah. our little bit in. Yes. Um, we can, for me, I, you know, I thought, you know, I have to really think about what my path in life is and what I'm supposed to be doing in life to help others. And I know 
for a fact that one of the best things that I can do to help others is help them with their diet and their health and their cooking and the practical everyday stuff where people get stuck. And I thought I shouldn't just put that on a back burner because I feel stuck. I should just keep doing that because I'm still helping people, even if it's not directly related to the fires and things that are going on in Australia, I am still helping people. And I shouldn't just stop that because I feel upset about what's going on. And so I kept going with that. And I started videoing my everyday meals and cooking and just sharing them as I did them on my Instagram and Facebook stories. Just I finally figured out how to do it really quickly through um, so that it wasn't like this great big, oh, I have to sit down and edit a video and I'm never going to get this done. Oh. I, just, I just started doing it like flat dash, my, my favorite style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I need to get hold of that um you are yeah. <laughs> <Don't, don't laughs> anyway um so I just started going oh you know what something is better than nothing and um I've been listening to this audiobook called um present over perfect and I just like right I'm just gonna do this so I just started putting little stories up of what I was actually doing like including the mistakes that I'm making in my cooking, including the mess, including the cupboard door that fell off, including everything, <laughs> like just just the real me. And you would not believe the amount of messages I've been getting from people saying that has helped me so much. When I look at a recipe, I feel overwhelmed. When I see how easy it is when you actually do it, when you're just using the old veggies in the fridge and the bits of leftovers and making something that you don't need a recipe for and it's super simple, I go, oh, oh, I can do that. And then they get in the kitchen and start cooking nourishing food for their families that is super, super simple. And my husband was looking at, was watching me videoing something the other day and he's going, isn't that a bit basic? (laughs) Why are you showing people how to cook steak and make braised vegetables? I'm like, because... This is what I'm doing right now. And I just thought I'd share I just would love to know whether he's ever braised vegetable. No, he hasn't. All right. Okay. And he probably hasn't cooked steak either. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's totally spoiled, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> you have no right to say that. <laughs> well, the thing is, I started getting messages from people going, oh, thank you so much. I never could figure out how to cook steak. Mine's always tough. Or oh, my goodness, what a great way to cook those veggies instead of just boiling them. That's so delicious. And I'm going to do that right now. I'm so excited. And so I'm showing in my messages going, ha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if, you know, just – and I, I did a video just talking about all this and I said, you know what, I have to remember – I always have to remind myself of this, that whatever my path is, whatever my – thing is that I'm good at sharing. I need to just keep sharing that and just keep you moving away. You to continue <laughs> to sing your song to the world, uh, Jojo. Just put it fun. on mute for a minute, guys. Oh, you done? Okay. Um, yeah. no. <laughs> but it's what we all have to do. We have to find, you know, what what things we're good at. What's your, what's your talents? What's the things that you can help others with? Mine isn't singing. But no, no, no. But you're pretty good at flute playing, so maybe you could do that. Getting better. Oh. And, you know, just keep sharing it. And even when everything seems a bit depressing around you, just keep showing kindness, keep sharing in whatever ways you can. And I feel like there's a ripple effect from that that in some way helps with the current stress in our 
world in our country. Do you think well, so? I, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, I, I love this uh, guy that I watch on uh, YouTube called Yuji, and someone went up and asked him, you know, what like all this stuff is happening in the world, you know, like uh, murders and wars and. Uh, ecological crisis you know like, what are we to do you know like mm. in the same way. And, and i remember like i'm sort of um paraphrasing paraphrasing what i'm saying they said you have to find your own peace because yeah a, a person who's acting out of peace is the strongest force on the planet exactly he said, yeah. he said you know one candle that's lit up can light a thousand candles without mm-hmm. any effort Yep. without any effort to itself, just by being lit up. Yeah. And it's just, I think that's such a wise bit of advice to, to remember not to sort of be taken over by fear, to always choose to find this peace. And to how do we do it? We do it by being ourselves, by sharing our gifts, by mm. not dwelling on the negatives, by acknowledging what's happening, but contributing positively to change. Yeah. And, yeah, and finding I think ways. braised vegetables and cooking steak is a fine <laughs> way of doing it too. Like Thank it's, you. Yeah, it's, it's totally, it's, it's great because look, you know, like you're reaching out to the community and they, they need to eat and food brings people's mood up and they feel happier if they're eating good food and delicious food and then they're more resilient in the face of adversity and then they can recover as people and as families and as communities. Yeah, and, you know, and it starts with braised vegetables. That's right. Dave. <laughs> and also, also, I I started off these videos because it was the Christmas holidays. It was just after Christmas, and I was showing what I was doing with my yes. Christmas leftovers. And then I was showing what I did with the things I cleaned out of my fridge and my all the fruit that was starting to go soft. And so I was showing how ways to reduce food waste, and that comes back to environmental help you know like there's so much food wasted that Oz Harvest statistics um, that they posted on their website say that one third of groceries bought are wasted that'd be like going and buying three bags of groceries and just throwing one away yeah. um, and you know if I could do my little bit of showing people how to reduce food waste well that's a step forward you know if we all started reducing our food waste that's a step forward for the environment right there that's right yeah I and think, also, uh, sorry, you go. Yeah, no, also, no, continue with your idea. Well, that was, I had a new idea, so you go on. Let's go for it. Let's go for your ideas. Okay, well, and the other thing I mentioned um, that I was reading, uh, there was a quote that I read that said, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. Aesop said that apparently. Um, and said I just, that? Aesop? You know, Aesop. like Aesop's fable, fables? The fable. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fable guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, you know what, that that did help at the time because I was feeling so helpless. Um, that I was feeling like donating is not enough. I, I need to do more. And I thought, well, at least that's one thing I can do. I can show kindness to people that I'm in contact with either online or in person. And that begins the ripple effect. And, you know, you just do what you can. And Fuad and I have been sending out some life-changing food cookbooks to people who lost theirs in the fire. That's a very small thing, but it's a little ripple of kindness. And I just got a message back from the first person who received hers and she said, thank you so much. I've been, it's been a terrible day here again. And that just brought such a smile to my face. So, you know, just a little thing, but it's something. 
That's so great. Yeah. Thank you for coming up with that idea. That was totally Joe's idea. I was sort of, <laughs> I was in my own little world when Joe goes, can we send some books out there? I was like, yes, please do whatever you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm poor Fufu. I probably need to send you a care package. You're down there where the fires are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. It's nice talking to you and you know, yeah. being able to do this podcast again with you after such a big year. Yeah, we've both yeah. had um, so much on in the last few months. It's been hard to do the podcast, but yeah, we'll be back. It is, it is. And ho- hopefully the momentum keeps going and we start yeah. bringing some uh, awesome new and old guests onto the show again. Mm-hmm. And guys, if you have anything that you want us to talk about, send an yeah. email to help at quirkycooking.com.au. Yeah. We'd love to know what you want us to look into for you. So you've uh, come across some uh, interesting, um, yeah. helpful information on social media from uh, a bunch of people. Do you want to share yeah. that? Yeah, so one of the um, posts that popped up in my Instagram feed that was very positive that um, was from the functional nutritionist, and I'll put the link below, and she talks about how to um, cope with the high levels of smoke and um, the the poor air quality Um from a nutritionist perspective. So she talks about some practical points which most people would know, like, you know, keeping your animals inside, wearing the certain type of mask. She actually says to avoid vacuuming because it stirs up the dust, which I thought was interesting. Um, and she, But she talks about some good stuff with, um, like, steam inhalation, adding a few drops of essential oils like thyme or you could just to nearly boiling water in a bowl, put a towel over your head and breathe that in and that helps to clear out your sinuses. Mm. Um, using a herbal eye wash to soothe irritated eyes and the types of herbs to put in that. So calendula, hydrastis, which is golden seal, chamomile, euphrasia, which is eye bright. Um, plenty of water to reduce the scratchy throat coughing dry nails, nasal passages, in, increasing the anti-inflammatory foods. So you want plenty of um, garlic, ginger, turmeric, green leafy vegetables, oily fish, nuts, beetroot, pineapple, chia seeds. Um, can you think of any other good ones for anti-inflammatory? Um, um, that's, that's a good list. I think if you're starting there, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah like um, well, fish oil is really good. That's a, yeah. One of the recipes that I posted on my videos is a healing chicken soup and it has a lot of those ingredients in it, garlic, turmeric, ginger, um, you know, all the onion and the, all those kind of things, which really help to um, make the mucus in your sinuses uh, runny, which when you've got all that smoke, um, that can cause congestion in your sinuses. So yeah. It would help with all of that as well and the stock, meat stock. Um, so increasing did, anti. Sorry. Did you mention like doing things like sauna? I wonder if that's. Um, I think that would be helpful, wouldn't it? She yeah. didn't mention it there, but I've got a couple of other posts from different people that I'll include links to as well with all sorts of ideas. But yeah, yeah increasing high antioxidant foods, so all the, the dark purple foods and the berries, and um, yeah. And then she talks about... It's a generally good way to live anyway. It is. What she's talking about. Yeah. Like this is stuff that's sort of... Um, this, is, this is not the time to be eating junk food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, it's okay if you are. That's all that's available. <laughs> and if, yeah, we're not trying to put stress, further stress on you. But if you want to, um, if you're in an area where you can stock up on these good foods, then stock up. For sure. Yeah. And, and just like see a naturopath for some herbal um, support. Like there's different, you know, like adaptogens for stress and things like that. They can make some really good herbal tinctures that would help, I think. I think it's really important to pay attention to the stress levels. Yes. Um, like by bringing just your awareness to it. Mm. Um, because I've often caught myself just running on stress mm. and not realizing that I'm stressed until I've sort of almost reached burnout. Um, yeah. So maybe if you can start including a practice to check in with yourself to see what thoughts are going through your head, how you're feeling emotionally. Um, if you can even name your emotions, um, quite often if you say, like, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling fearful, I'm feeling worried, even if you just look into yourself and name what you're feeling, um, this, this is a technique that is proven to lower the intensity of those emotions. Mm. So if, uh, just by bringing awareness, just by saying, oh, I'm feeling anxious, that immediately helps lower the anxiety. So mm. take, say, take some time and maybe right now, pause the podcast and check in with yourself and see how you're feeling yeah. and uh, unpause it when you're ready. And um, Joe, um, we didn't mention the, uh, the app, did we? No, we haven't. Okay, do you want to tell our listeners about it? You go ahead. Okay, so um, this has been in the, in the works for quite some time, but uh, Joe and I have always wanted to uh, turn life-changing food into an app so that you can use it on your phone. And um, we released the app just before Christmas, so you can find it on the App Store. It's just for iPhones and iPads at the moment. Um, it's a um, it's less than half the price of the cookbook, the physical version of the book, and uh, it's got all the all the uh, recipes and all the content that is there in the cookbook. Uh, it's fully available in the app, and it's instantly downloadable on your phone with high-res photos. It's a really beautiful experience to use the app, and uh, we're donating. Is it ten percent, Joe? Yeah, ten percent. Yeah, 10% of uh, the um, earnings from that book to the fire, New South Wales Fire Service. Of the app. Of the app, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah of the app. So um, that's one way you can uh, support the fire effort. And um, also you can get the copy of the book, have it digital. I use both now. So like, I mm, of, me oh, too, it's so yeah. good. Isn't it great to have it on mm. the phone? Oh, it's so good. So, uh, yeah, that's available there and um, it'll keep you sort of looking for the, the healthy options as well. And if you haven't actually read through the book, like a lot of people just look at the recipes, but the book is completely full of information about how to eat well and to look after yourself and do it in a low-stress way. And it really changes your perspective on how to eat. So mm. if you haven't read it yet, grab the, the app. You'll, you'll have it within minutes. And then you'll be able to start reading straight away. Um, also, for those of you who um, haven't got the cookbook yet, um, we have actually got a new print run arriving end of this month, 
to early Feb because we've run out. Did you know, for one, we've got completely none yeah. left. That's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's great. It's a good problem to have. Hey. It is, it is. Yeah. Um, but they're on their way. So if you want the actual physical copy of the book, um, you can either back order it online in the store or you can just yeah just wait until early february and they'll be back in the store by then so it's pretty exciting fifth print run fifth one is it yeah i think so that's crazy yeah that book has changed our lives and the lives of so many people. It's just, yeah. It's crazy. I still pinch myself so that we, we managed to get it out. <laughs> I know. Such a big job. Oh, oh my goodness. But um, some feedback that I've had about the app is it's so handy for when you, you are going through your fridge and you go, oh, I've got all this celery or beetroot or whatever. What am I going to do with it? So you just go to the app and search celery or beetroot and all the recipes with celery or beetroot will come up. And so then you go, oh, I can make this. So it's very handy. And also when you're out shopping and you find some ingredient on special yes. and go, oh, look at this yes. um, pomegranate juice that's on special. No, I don't yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> what can I make with that? Yeah. You go search. You search that's for right. it. That's right. You search for you it. You can't do that in the physical one. And you got it with you. So, yeah, yeah it's very handy. Um, and another question that I get asked a lot is, um, does the book have vegetarian recipes or does the book have GAPS recipes? And people will ask, how many are there? And before I would be like, oh, I don't know. I remember once sitting there counting all the re- vegetarian recipes in the actual physical yeah. book. But now I just type it into the search bar and it comes up with all the recipes. And by the way, there's 80 recipes that are either vegetarian or have vegetarian um, variations. 80 recipes out of 128. There you go. Wow. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you're wondering about all that um, and you don't have the app yet and you want to ask questions, you can just go into the Quirky Cooking Chat group and ask in there. There's plenty of people in there that have the app and can tell you what, you know, their reviews. But, yeah, it's very exciting. Joe, I've loved this podcast with you. Yes. It's been so much fun. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> I do have to head off now. Yes. I was thinking uh, that it's probably time. Yes, and uh, so much for a half-hour podcast. Hey, I know we we never yeah. are good at half hours. No, <laughs> don't work well for us. John, I'm like, what are we going to talk about when we? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening, guys, and we hope that it was helpful <laughs> and encouraging. And uh, happy 2020! I hope it's a beautiful year for all of you, and it brings many, many gifts, and it makes up for it. All the terrible times of 2019. Yeah. I'll chat to you soon. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.